Hey folks, this podcast goes beyond the saddle as we explore professional careers across the equine industry. I'm your host, Katie Kleinbell. Let's tack up and head out. Lizzie Resnick is the Director of Customer Care at SmartPack. Her long-standing passion for horses began at a young age and followed her through and beyond her education, focusing on animal science. Following her role as a member of the O'Connor event team, Lizzie found her way to SmartPack, where her background at the company spanned 12 years in both marketing and customer service. She recently obtained her MBA from the Harvard Extension School, and when she isn't at work, she enjoys running, spending time with her family, and riding her newly leased horse. Today, we welcome Lizzie. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Lizzie. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your perspective on what it's like to work for SmartPack. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, can you just start us off and give us a synopsis of your job? What's your job title and what do you actually do? Absolutely. So my job is to support the customer care team here at SmartPack. So I'm the customer care director. It's basically to ensure we are upholding our mission on maniacal customer service. So we're supporting our customers as best we can, and we're wowing them and uh, doing what we're known for. Wowing is like the perfect <laughs> way to describe what you do. Every person that I talk to that's a smart packer, it's, I mean, the product is great, you know, and the delivery is great, but it's really the service. It's your department that is the wow factor. Yes, that's what we strive to do. Uh, every day. And I know we're going to get into a little bit more of that, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, and we have the freedom to do it, which is, which is one of the best things about it. For sure. For sure. Well, what's a common myth that people might have about your position or your profession in general? And can we bust it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh, I think a common myth is that we sit around and just talk about horses all day and maybe don't work that hard or get a lot of work done. Um, and that part of that is true. We have, um, we're lucky enough to be able to talk to horse people and talk about horses all day. So that is for sure true. But, um, and we definitely have a lot of fun doing it. But customer service can actually be really tough. It can be hard work. Uh, we will occasionally get, you know, the upset customer here and there. Um, and we have to juggle a lot of things. So um, it is a lot of work to make sure that all of our customers are taken care of. We have very high standards, so, you know, it's important that, that we're living up to those. Um, at the same time, it feels really good to be able to help and make so many customers stay. So I'm totally thankful to be in a position where we can do that. Absolutely. So rewarding, I'm sure. SmartPack is such a wonderful company um, and such a great place to land. But what led you here? So, you know, what was your education through to this point to get you into this awesome role with this great company? I've been a horse person all my life. I started riding when I was eight years old, um, taking lessons and becoming the, you know, being the barn rat that most of us know what's like, you know, you're, you're working at the barn and just having, just having a blast every day, riding whatever horses that you can and things like that. And I was an animal science major at UMass Amherst. I did the equestrian team there as well. And um, coming out of college, I, thought that I was going to go more into the, the competitive uh, equestrian world. And I had an awesome opportunity to start my career as a groom for David and Karen O'Connor. So the O'Connor event team, I think most people know David and Karen, but for anybody who doesn't, 
Um, they are world-class eventers. David was the 2000 gold medalist in the Sydney Games. Um, Karen has won multiple Olympic medals and Pan Am medals on multiple horses. So very, very talented team. And I spent uh, a couple of years working for them, mainly taking care of David's horses and traveling to uh, horse shows. I was lucky enough to go overseas and just uh, go to all the big, all the big shows that you that you hear about. And after that, I actually took a break from the industry and worked in the gym industry. I worked as a personal trainer, so I learned a little bit more about the business side of things. Uh, working in the gym industry, I kind of had the the horse background, but didn't really have any business background. And also just working with customers and how important that is. I did that for a few years and then really missed the equine industry and had been following SmartPack and just watching it grow. And I had a, a very good friend who had gone to UMass with me. We were actually co-captains of the equestrian team together. She had started at SmartPack right when we graduated. And so she helped me find my place here, get my foot in the door, uh, interviewing as a customer care rep. Um, and so I was on the customer care team spent some time working in our, our marketing department and then found my way back onto the customer care team and more of a leadership role um, and really just love my love my place there and love what I'm able to do every day. So definitely a, a crazy journey with lots of really fun adventures, but I'm happy I found my place here and I will be celebrating my 12-year anniversary with Smart Pack in September. So I've been here quite a while. <laughs> wow, congratulations. That is quite the road. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that you took that little break um, and learned really about the business side and, you know, when to be a personal trainer. I just think that's so cool. Is there things that you learned from that and that you now bring into your role with SmartPak? Yeah, absolutely. The background that I got at UMass was, was unbelievable from a science perspective and the equine nutrition background um, that so many of us are able to bring to our jobs at SmartPak. That was unbelievable to have. But as far as from a business perspective, I really didn't focus on that. So, you know, how do you run a business? What's important? Um, how do you, you know, how do you speak with customers? And just just little things like that, kind of the, the little tidbits that, uh, that you don't think about. You are so hands-on in the gym. This sounds cheesy, but as a personal trainer, it's extremely personal. You're working one-on-one with somebody who's maybe in a vulnerable position. They they have a specific fitness goal that they have entrusted on you to help them achieve. And so it's up to you to not only keep them motivated, um, but keep them positive and keep them moving towards the goal. So I would say from working on the cust- like customer level was one thing, but also just leadership and management and being able to work with a team, be able to collaborate with a team and motivate individuals that way is definitely something that I took away. And uh, even just, just working with people, just people have different personalities from the customer side to the different uh, individuals that you work with and just learning those different personalities, how people work and how that, you know, how you can get the most out of people is definitely something that I, uh, that I learned at, at the gym and has been something that I can bring to work here at Smart Pack every day. For sure. This position with Smart Pack is really full circle for you. I mean, building on your animal yeah. nutrition and animal science and then all of the skills of, of customer service and leadership. And now it's like the happy marriage of all these great things. How perfect. It's so, it's so true. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. Well, tell us more about what it's like to work for SmartPak. It's extremely fulfilling. As our mission is healthy versus happy riders, you really 
on the customer care team, but I would say just in general at SmartPath, you're really given the autonomy to have a voice, to give feedback, to own, you know, own certain projects, but also just make sure that we're the customer is always at the center of everything. And um, we all work together, not just on the customer care team, but I would say in across the company, we all work together to to make sure that that maintains the goal. I've never worked with so many smart people. SmartPack has so many smart people and a lot of them are riders themselves and a lot of them aren't. Um, in, in some departments there, we, we don't have riders, but they are just so good at their jobs and they're just so smart. So you just feel really lucky to be able to learn from other folks and literally doing it almost every day. Um, and it's also really great to share Again, for the riders that I get to work with every day and the customers, you get to share that passion for horses every day. And just overall, it's just a, I would just say it's just a, just a fun place to work where, um, when we were in the office, there were dog, you know, we were dog friendly. There were dogs in the office. There's just always the doggy go pet if you're taking a break. Um, there was always somebody willing to listen if you wanted to share a great customer story. And we regularly will share like this, this customer just, said how amazing this supplement works for their horse and here's a picture and shout out to the whole team who helped develop that product and the rep who helped um, get her that product so it's just a just a real team collaboration it's overall really fun experience to work there how fun I'm gonna come work for you guys (laughs) yes absolutely it's it's a lot of fun are you guys um back in the office from the whole COVID-19 and and being working from home or is it like half and half or what's that situation like? Yeah, it's still kind of up in the air. We're, we're mainly, um, we have some folks going into the office, but we're mainly, uh, we're mainly working from home and the customer care team, I think is a little bit unique because we are open at such uh, different hours in the regular office. We have regular work from home shifts. So our transition wasn't a huge transition, but we've, we've kept everybody at home for now and still kind of TBD on, you know, what, what that's going to look like going forward. For sure. It says that's our mantra for the year, right? TBD. <laughs> yeah. TBD. We'll see. I know with everything, with this, yeah, with everything going on. <laughs> Events and the whole, all of it. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Looks like some horse shows are coming back, which is exciting for us and exciting for our customers. So that's, that's good to see. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's about time too. I think we were all really itching to like get out. I got to ride my horse. I got to go somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Well, was it obvious to you that this was where you would end up? If you could have told yourself in college that, hey, someday you're going to run a customer care team for a you know big company like SmartPak, what would you have said? Uh, Absolutely not. Um, It was definitely not obvious to me. Um, Again, as you as you heard my kind of transition from all the different things that that led me to this it it completely makes sense now looking back but if you were to tell me my you know senior college this is where I'd be I would be like yeah no I don't think so um but I definitely set out to have you know life in the barn in the beginning and work directly with horses and compete and I got to see what that life was like and got to experience that um which was amazing and then decided okay I don't think that's for me long term but I love enjoying it and I love participating in it more for pleasure and um, what's a way that you can, you know, marry a business with this really great equine industry and and that ended up being smart path. But yeah, for me, it definitely was not was not where I ended up. And I think that's a that's a lesson that you wanna take away too is just because something may not even coming back to the customer care team from when I worked in marketing for a little bit, I wasn't really sure if that was, you know, where my place 
was going to end up and that, and it ended up being the perfect fit. So I, I would just say for anybody as they're trying different things, like make sure you're keeping an open mind because a lot of things will not necessarily look like you initially imagined them to, but they end up being even better than you imagine. Um, and you, and again, by keeping that open mind, you'll, you'll have more opportunities to, you know, to put, to get yourself into a successful position. Amen. <laughs> that is really mm-hmm. good advice. Well, did you hit any roadblocks along the way that maybe stopped you dead in your tracks and said, Ooh, left turn. That's not definitely not it. Yeah, definitely. So my strength continued to be collaborating with others, empathizing with others. Um, and I didn't realize this at the time. And this can be such a, like a dirty word, but I, I ended up really loving the, like the sales process and the idea of selling to people in the beginning felt really icky, but the way we approach it at SmartPack is is not, would never, ever recommend anything to somebody if it wasn't what they actually needed. And so it's just a, a really nice approach on how um, how we would recommend things to, to our customers. It's just, if we're hearing their story and we feel like we have something that could help them, then we, we want to make sure that we let them know that because we're doing them a disservice if we don't. I started to, to figure out that I really enjoyed that aspect of it and that the customer care team was a better fit for me than when I had worked in marketing. So I was a rep on customer care just to review and then I had an opportunity to work in marketing for a bit. And some of the projects that I worked on in marketing, they were really interesting, but they just weren't a great fit for my skill set. And so once I made my way back to the customer care team, um, it just seemed to, it wasn't necessarily easier. It just seemed to fit better. And so, yeah, I would say that was definitely figuring that out and trying to go through the motions there and failing at different things and trying different things in that trial and error was definitely some of the roadblocks that I faced, but kind of necessary in order to figure out what, you know, where you're supposed to be and what your strengths are. Absolutely. Well, and I love that approach. Um, when you were talking about like sales versus customer service, it actually hadn't occurred to me, right? I think SmartPak has a unique way of really looking at what customer service is, but it's, it's mm-hmm. not sales. But it is. It totally is. Like yeah. you know, helping them find yeah. a product that's right for them. And I love yeah. that that's how you can kind of look at it. It flips it on its head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks to our friends at SmartPack for bringing us this episode. Did you know that SmartPack has a program called Colicare? Colic can happen to any horse. Protect yourself and your horse with Colicare, SmartPack's free program that provides up to $10,000 in colic surgery reimbursement. Colicare combines SmartPak's best hindgut supplements with preventive care from your veterinarian to help lower your horse's risk of digestive upset. Plus, you get the ultimate peace of mind, knowing that you have the financial resources to provide the care your horse deserves should you ever need it. Visit smartpack.com slash Colicare or call 1-800-461-8898 to get started today. What is next for you? So you've had, you know, a little bit of a bumpy road or some left turns to get to where you are now, and now you love it. But what's on the horizon? Mm -hmm. What do you want to learn about? And and what are you curious about now? So I would definitely like to keep growing as an executive at SmartPak and continue to grow my skill set as a leader there. Um, I think I still have a lot of um, growth and opportunity and a lot of things that I can still learn. I just completed my master's in um, management. So I have kind of like a new ongoing skill set that I'm excited to uh, continue to work on. So I would say from a business perspective or from a career perspective, that's 
that's where I would like to go. And I'm kind of keeping it open-ended because I don't, I, uh, I feel like there could be lots of opportunity there. I'm also a mom of a three-year-old. So work-life balance has become more and more important in the last couple of years. So, you know, keeping that in perspective and having a blast with my daughter is certainly um, a priority for me. Fingers crossed she gets the horse bug. Don't tell my husband I said that. But <laughs> um, so far, so good. She's been on she's been on a couple of pony rides and she is not afraid. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that maybe there might be a pony we can share in the future. She is uh, she's she's pretty fun and I am quite short, so I could totally ride a pony we could totally share. <laughs> so I'm gonna say that. And then from a um, from a pit, from a fitness perspective, I'm also really uh, I I love fitness too. So I love staying in shape in the saddle and outside the saddle. I still ride and trying to get back into leasing a horse right now. So um, getting more in shape that way. But I love to run and uh, keep myself challenged and in shape that way too. So again, kind of keeping things open because you don't the world is so strange right now. But trying to uh, trying to continue to challenge myself in any way I can. Well, you have a lot on the horizon. Most people I ask that question, they're like, oh, you know, we'll just see what comes. And she knows where she's going. <laughs> Lizzie knows what she wants. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Can we talk about your master's for a minute? What made you sure. want to go back and, and where did you get it from? And I just want to know more. Yeah, absolutely. It was a goal that I had, that I had, had for a while. Once I had some experience in business, um, it was really, there's so much to learn from especially on the management and leadership side, but even just the finance side. Um, and it, there were a lot of, lot of things that I felt like I had gaps in that going back to school would be really beneficial for me to um, just make sure that I could help increase my skill set there. So I ended up going to the Harvard Extension School right in Boston and doing some online and some on-campus classes there. Um, they have a, a management program and there's different, different areas of focus. So I focused in just the main management track so that I could get a really uh, general overview. Um, I took some amazing classes, met some really great folks from the professor's end and from my classmates. And there was also a lot of international students that were taking the remote classes as well. So just an amazing experience there. Lots of work. I'm really excited that it's over <laughs> and that I don't have to take class, uh, you know, sign in for class after I put my daughter to bed most nights. But uh, really, really great experience. Good for you. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, you know, they talk about it and they talk about it and they talk about it, but you did it and you got it done. So and yeah. it's going to be a good stepping stone for what's coming next for you. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you already gave us some really good advice. Um, we were talking about your roadmap a little bit, but I'm sure that you have mm. more. So if you could turn back time and talk to your freshman college self, what would you say? Oh, uh, let's see. My freshman college self. So I think I would I would encourage myself to lighten up a little bit, not be so serious and not be not put so much pressure on myself. So I think in one way that helped me be successful, but in another way, I get the end of the day, you have to have fun and you have to enjoy what you're doing. And so uh, I think putting too much pressure on yourself can um, can be detrimental. So I would just tell myself to lighten up a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more. Um, that being said, I had a great time and I had so much fun at UMass, so much fun in all my experiences. But I think that could have been, that could have been helpful as well. And then this kind of happened to me, too. But I, I, I go back to the open mind. The equine industry is... Um, such an amazing industry. And if, if someone wants to be a competitive rider, 
I would encourage them to do that, but also just keep an open mind that there are so many other opportunities out there so that don't get discouraged if that's what you set out to do. It is such a competitive and it's such a hard, a, a hard job. And I have so much respect for the riders that do it and they, they all do it so well, but there are uh, so many opportunities outside of that too that, that you can take advantage of. So I would just make sure that you're keeping those options open, that you're learning what else is out there, you know, making conversations, networking, all that stuff is super important. Perfect advice. Um, I, sometimes you need someone to tell you to, to lighten up and have some fun, like give you permission to do it. So that's perfect. Yeah. One thing that I was really proud of beginning of my freshman year did not go as planned. So I had set out, I had seen the barn at UMass Amherst and I had like just loved the the whole idea of being an animal science major, you know, riding every day, working at the barn, taking lessons and like that's a credit. Like how cool is that? And then being on the on the equestrian team. And my freshman year I did not make the team. There was uh I think ninety of us that tried out and they took like wow. twenty. So the speech at the beginning was the majority of you guys are not gonna make the team. And in my mind I'm like, of course I'm gonna make the team. And so I was totally thrown for a loop. I was totally devastated for a little couple couple days. And then from there, I decided that I was going to not make that same mistake next year. So my sophomore year, I was definitely going to make the team. So I was going to do whatever I needed to do to work on my riding and get better. So I really uh, took advantage of all the expertise that was at the school. But I also ran for student government on campus and just tried something totally different because I had you know, a night that I thought was going to be dedicated to practice. And now I had this, this open opportunity. So I took advantage of, of that as well. So I think that's another good, good lesson for folks. Like if you, if there is something that, you know, you're bumped up against a roadblock, certainly learn from it, but also see what else is out there that might, it might open up other opportunities that you didn't, you didn't see coming to. So I had just thought of that and wanted to add that in. <laughs> that's perfect. That's such a great illustration of how college kind of throws you some curveballs sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and you definitely yeah. made the most of it. You definitely made some yeah. lemonade out of, you know, that little lemon. So that's really cool. Yep. But do you have advice for anyone specifically looking to get into the equine industry? Um, like your job fills this, a total niche, right, within this company and a company that fulfills a niche for equine owners in general. So you've seen that side of it. So do you have advice for people who are looking around and maybe hoping to jump into that space? Yeah. So I would say first and foremost, learn about different opportunities in the equine industry and actually learn about what the job entails and what it is. So if as best you can, ask questions, try to get connected with somebody who maybe is, is in, in that, in the particular field that you want to go in. And, uh, you know, even like do a virtual coffee with them or shoot them an email and just ask them some questions and pick their brain. Because sometimes what you think something is certainly could, could turn out to not be the case. And, um, getting that real world and personal experience is, is super important. And it also is really great for building a resume and for building networks. Um, because I don't know how many people actually will reach, you know, will reach out regularly to other people and will ask them, you know, tell me about your job, tell me what you do. And it's so flattering when people do that, that more than likely you're going to get people are going to, are going to say, of course, I'll, you know, I'll spend some time. Um, so, that would be that would be I think my biggest advice for for folks is make sure that you take the time to learn about the other opportunities that you have and really know what what those look like. That is 
Great advice. Very tangible, very doable. Um, I, I love inviting them to like a virtual coffee and like literally sitting them down yeah. and asking them about their job. How cool is that? Yeah. I would do it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, definitely. I think so many people would too. Like what's a question that you would ask? You know, if you had them captive, like what's one thing that you would ask to get an idea of what that job is? I would say walk me through what your, what it, what a normal day for you is. Walk me through what that looks like. Yeah, that's an easy question to ask and yeah, easy for them to answer and really gives you a good tangible look at what that actually is. Mm -hmm. I love it. Let's talk more about horses. I know that's uh, that's definitely what we always want to talk about, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So it sounds like you are pony shopping, but I also heard you say that you're looking into getting back into having a lease. Yeah, so uh, I have a friend who is bringing her horse back into work right now. Um, She's an adorable little um, buckskin mare, and um, she is just like really broke, really fun. You can kind of do amazing on the flat work. Um, I write English and and obviously a vendor. So really fun on the flat. You can take her out on the trails. Um, She likes to jump. Um, So she's just kind of like pretty easygoing, a lot of fun. She's comfortable. <laughs> so uh, so I've just been starting to get to help get her back into work. And so far, so good. Um, she had been laid up for a, uh, a tendon injury a little while ago. So we had a, got her on some smart tendon <laughs> um, and, um, and just gave her some stall rest. And now she's, you know, ready to come back into work. So that's been my little project on the side that I'll continue to do um, until hopefully, fingers crossed, my daughter is ready to ready to do uh, riding a little bit more regularly. I have a feeling that's coming sooner than you might think. (laughs) I know. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. Yes. My dad promised me a horse when I was six years old. So if you go by that road, you're not very far away. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) What's the buckskin's name? Uh, Her name is Olive. Oh, cute. Yeah, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. Well, Lizzie, do you have a most memorable moment with horses that you can tell us about? I, I, yeah, I couldn't pick just one. So I have a couple. I would say, so growing up, I leased a Morgan named Chance, who was a little liver chestnut Morgan. We used to go to jumper shows and um, I took them to some uh, events and I also did pony club. And so I did um, several ratings with him and pony club. And he was just this like little 14-2 power pony. Um, he would jump the moon and all my time with him was so special. But um I, I ended up, you know, uh, going to college. He, um, the barn ended up moving and I think he, uh, he, you know, helped other, many other kids along the way. And when I, after I graduated, it was like a couple years later, I ended up, um, moving closer to home and heard through the grapevine that, um, the barn I used to ride at was actually coming back to that area. And they were like moving into this old, this new area, but it was like an older, like a barn that, that, um, had just, you know, kind of been resold or something. So I just popped over there just to say hi, cause I hadn't seen, uh, this trainer in, in years and stuff like that. And Chance had just, she had just gotten Chance back and he was like 30, no teeth, just <laughs> like as cute as ever, not riding or anything would just be like, he was just like being loved and groomed every day. Um, and would just, would just water, wander the property because he would jump out of the paddock if you put him in a paddock. So he was just wandering <laughs> loose around the property. But I went over to see him because I could, because I walked by and I was like, that 
that pony looks so he looks like chance but there's no way and she's like no he's over there you got to go over and say hi to him so i called his name and he no joke he like pulled he just like um lifted up his head and whinnied and trotted over and like everybody was in tears it was like the coolest moment ever so he definitely has a place in my heart um yeah so that's one really fun story (laughs) do you have a horse industry recommendation for us so anything horse related that you think our listeners should definitely check out so for sure so obviously I'm in love with our Hadley and Piper breeches. So I think most people have tried them by now, but I'm actually wearing my Hadleys right now. They're so comfy. Um, they're like yoga pants. So comfy. So for sure, check those out if you haven't. Um, and I, I could give you, I could talk and give you supplement recommendations all day, but I won't do that, that on this podcast. But, um, different podcasts that I like to listen to, um, that are equestrian based. I love the whole equestrian. It's a, it's definitely, it's very me. So it's a professional groom. One of the members is a professional groom. The other one is a four-star event rider. And then they also are very interested in fitness. So they talk a lot about the different goals that they're setting for themselves. And they are reading different books related or not related to to what their job is. And uh, they also have a lot of goals outside of uh, the equestrian world. Uh, in the fitness world where, you know, which is helping them do better at their job. So it's just like a nice mix. And I've had a lot of fun listening to it. Super fun. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. The whole question. Yeah. I love it. Well, do you have any non-horse recommendations for us? So anything not horse related, which I know can be tricky, <laughs> but just something that you really love from your own life that you think our listeners might also like. So I'll stay on the, on the podcast theme. I'm actually not, haven't listened to, I used to be such a podcast listener because, um, that's, that would be my commute time, um, going, going, um, going into work. And so I haven't, I've tried to carve out time, um, while working remotely, but it's not as easy, but I, I like to listen to some leadership and business ones and then also some on running. So, uh, work life with Adam Grant is a great one. Anything by, uh, HBR, Harvard Business Review is really great. Uh, women amplified is another one. And uh, Allie on the Run is one of my favorite running podcasts. And then for books, going back to, to writing, one of my favorite books is Centered Writing by Sally Swift. My other favorite is That Winning Feeling by Jane Savoy. Both are just amazing, fascinating books. And one of those, some of those books that I like read every year and try to like, I always pick something new up. Other books I love is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. And uh, another great book is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot on the do. podcast and book side, so I'll have everybody listening and reading. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, if you are ready, then we will conclude with our this or that game. Um, so I'm just going to prompt right. you with a couple of, you know, just pick this or that. You don't have to have any reason for why, um, and we'll just okay. kind of go through them. And then I also have two at the end that are just, you know, what's your favorite? So just whatever comes to your mind okay. first. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kentucky three-day or Fairhill? Uh, Kentucky three-day. Do you prefer flat work or working over fences? Working over fences. When you're going to the barbecue, do you bring watermelon or corn on the cob? Uh, watermelon. Bulldogs or boxers? Uh, bulldogs for sure. But boxers is cute too, but bulldog fan for sure. <laughs> do you like the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics? Oh my gosh, I like them both. I'm going to say summer because you got the, the questions, but I like them both. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. We got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. What is your favorite equestrian event? Oh, I would for sure, again, it's kind of, I feel like broken record, but for sure, um, going to the Kentucky Gorge Park by far my favorite. <laughs> Perfect. And then easy one, or maybe not so easy, what is your favorite Smart Pack product? Uh, my favorite Smart Pack product would be Smart Digest Ultra. Uh, it's our digestive supplement, and it's just an amazing supplement, and I've seen it work wonders for so many horses. And there's Colicare in there, too, which is awesome. Love it. Yay! Thank you so much. This was, you did so well. <laughs> Good. My pleasure. Awesome. Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing with us your great stories, your memorable moments with horses, as well as just another look into the great company that is SmartPack. Thank you so much, Katie. This was so much fun. Thanks for riding along. Know someone that would be great to interview? Have questions you'd like answered on the podcast? Send me an email at beyondthesaddlepodcast at gmail.com or join the conversation on social media. You can connect with us and learn more about the Beyond the Saddle podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at at Beyond the Saddle Podcast. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Beyond the Saddle is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.